When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon and buy our official merchandise on Redbubble. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps, Entry 42, Port Dixon, Malaysia My last three interviewees for this Hungry Ghost Month evening are Rob, Liz and her husband, Asho. The trio have been inseparable since college when Liz and Ashok met while studying in Australia. We ran in different circles before college, Liz says. Ashok, however, adds with a grin, what she's very kindly not saying is that she was the popular party girl and I was the bookworm. Liz gives Ashok a playful wink, then says, and yet, for some reason, I always got better grades than you. Rob laughs boisterously at this earning him glares from this Ubi coffee shop's other patrons. I'll never understand what she saw in him. I'm just glad she saw something, Rob says, slapping Ashok on the back. Rob was a Sydney native and Ashok's college roommate. When Ashok moved back to Singapore, Rob thought a change of scenery would be nice, and looked for work here too. This was seven years ago. These days, Liz admits that they don't see each other as often as they used to. She says, matter-of-factly, I work at SGH, Ashok works in Science Park, and this clown's in the CBD. It's not like we can do regular lunch dates. Still, she says that whenever Ashok and her do meet up with Rob, it's like the old days all over again. Just with less partying, she laughs. Rob says that it was during these old days when their story takes place. It's a long one, but if you guys don't mind, I'd like to talk about what happened that first night. Rob says, his loud, jovial disposition quieting down a little. Ashok and Liz nod, so I turn my recorder towards Rob and ask him to start from the beginning. Back in 2015, Liz, Ashok and Rob, together with three other friends, took a road trip up to Port Dixon in Malaysia for a short getaway. Their friend, Vincent, had booked a four-story villa in a gated community for the group. 
the villa included spacious individual rooms for Rob and Vincent, a bedroom just for Ashok and Liz, and another for the other couple, Sheila and Mike. All that plus a barbecue pit, a pool, and a jacuzzi. It sounded like a dream, Rob tells me. But since we weren't a particularly religious bunch, none of us noticed that our holiday fell during the last weekend of the Hungry Ghost Month. Things at least started out great though. The roughly five and a half hour drive in the rented minivan began at about noon and spirits were high all the way there. Everyone joked and laughed and good-naturedly argued about the playlist. As the evening neared, the group looked forward to seeing their villa in person. Upon turning into the gated community, however, their mood took a dip. The villa itself was gorgeous, looking less like a cliched holiday destination and more like a mansion, bathed in the setting sun's orange glow. The villas that surrounded it, likewise, sported equally lavish exteriors. But what cast a shadow over the group, though, was that all these surrounding villas were unoccupied. No one said anything, but everyone seemingly came to the same conclusion. Something wasn't right. After a while, Vincent tried to lift their spirits back up. Hey, he said, the cheeriness in his voice clearly exaggerated. At least we can make as much noise as we want. Everyone chuckled awkwardly and at least attempted to shake off that sense of dread. We faked it till we made it, Rob says, shrugging. As the group settled in, things did genuinely start to brighten up. Wowed by the size of their accommodation and its amenities, the apprehension took a back seat to camaraderie, as everyone did their part to prepare their food for the barbecue pit. Satay and chicken wings, ota and truffle corn. It was a relative feast for the friends. The flames from the pit illuminated their front yard and despite the neighbouring villas still standing ominously empty, the group at least took comfort in the warmth of the fire's light. With the food ready, everyone adjourned into the villa to dig in. Everyone except Vincent, who chose to stay outside and cook up some luncheon meat that he had brought along. Something about this didn't sit right with Rob, though. That unease that he had felt earlier as they entered the gated community returned. 
Well, just minutes ago, the fire provided comfort, now seemed to cast looming shadows on all the other villas. Rob tried to coax Vincent into staying with the group instead, but Vincent just waved him off. I was contemplating whether I should join him, Rob says, just the slightest hint of regret weighing down his tone. At least he wouldn't be alone, right? But I just couldn't bring myself to stay out there any longer. About 20 minutes later, Vincent came strolling back in, looking pleased. He'd cooked, prepared, and finished a luncheon meat sandwich and was now happily helping himself to some chicken wings. Seeing as his friend was no worse for wear, Rob relaxed a little. The evening carried on without incident for a while. But as time passed, Rob noticed that Vincent started to look tired. Dark rings formed around his eyes and his normally healthy brown skin took on a sickly green shade. Just before midnight, Vincent quietly excused himself and said he wanted to head to bed. The rest of the group jokingly chided him, but Vincent snapped back at them with a string of profanities. Liz, Ashok and Rob all agree that they'd never seen him like that before. There was a viciousness to his tone, Rob says, shuddering at the memory. And as Vincent stormed up to his room, the rest of the group expressed their concern. A couple of minutes later, it was decided that Rob should go check on him, since the two of them were pretty close. Making his way cautiously towards Vincent's room on the second floor, Rob was once again gripped by that same feeling from earlier. That sense that something was wrong. He was about to knock on Vincent's door when he heard his friend loudly retching from inside. Rob tried the door, but it was locked. He started knocking as hard as he could, calling out to his friend. In between the continued heaves, Rob heard Vincent pleading weakly, Help! Me! Rob started slamming himself against the door, trying to break it down. It wouldn't budge. He tried the doorknob again, not expecting it to make a difference, but somehow 
It was now unlocked. Rushing in, he found Vincent sitting on the floor in the attached bathroom, throwing up violently. The bathroom was covered in sick, mixed with blood and something else. Something stringy that Rob couldn't quite make out. But that wasn't his main concern at the time. Rob helped Vincent to the shower, where he washed him down. Even as his friend continued throwing up, the rest of the group soon came rushing up after hearing the commotion. Liz grabbed some towels and Sheila fetched the paracetamol she had packed just in case, while Mike brought up a couple of bottles of mineral water. And as Vincent's condition slowly started to stabilize, Ashok helped to clean up the mess in the bathroom. The whole incident felt like forever. It had only been a few minutes. By half past midnight, Vincent was fast asleep in bed. Exhausted from the ordeal, the rest of the group hesitantly agreed that they would discuss what had happened in the morning. Rob didn't sleep in his own room that night, instead opting to crash on the floor of Vincent's room, just in case. The following morning, Vincent awoke with a mild headache, nothing worse than a slight hangover. When his friends asked him what he could recall from the night before, he said that he couldn't remember anything beyond staying outside when everyone else went in. We didn't really get into the details with him, Rob says. We figured there was no need to freak him out, and, well, I know it sounds stupid, but we all tried to reason it away. Everyone just assumed that the luncheon meat had gone bad, Liz says, even though it definitely wouldn't account for the state in which we'd found Vince the night before. Still, we hoped that that would be the end of it, Ashok says, then sighs and continues. But on some level, I think we all knew that this was just the beginning. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, Subscribe now and follow us on social media at We Are Hantu. You can also buy official merchandise on Redbubble and be one of our supporters on Patreon. Ghost Maps is recorded on Audio Technica mics. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.